0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
0: Hey Ayo, it's the No Name Ever podcast, with your host, Jamie Smith.
2: Ever podcast? Good evening, welcome to, t- to the No Name Ever podcast, I'm Jamie Smith my guest tonight, James Bird and Munch Vivas. Welcome to the podcast, we had a summer break but we're back and ready to go. Today, of course, the first day of Burnley's pre-season trip in Austria, so as good a time as any to... We restart the No Never podcast, and today we'll be looking at all the new signings, all five of them, and also potentially a new sign In the, the Middlesbrough newspaper, the Gazette today, Lucas Jukic, of course, a 2.25 in pound transfer two Turf more. Jukic was on loan at Bolton last season, and I think his goals helped keep them in the championship. But he's up Middlesbrough not particularly exciting 2.2 million maybe sends back a lot of money as well and um, we'll cover him first apparently we've been looking this line before coming on the on the podcast apparently is Yutkovich so we'll try and stick to it, although it could be a bit all over the place someone else has suggested we just call him Luke the Duke which might be a better long-term solution but we'll try and go with Yutkovich so now, uh, James, we'll start with you. Then, what makes potentially Lucas Yutkovich becoming the sixth signing? And
3: um, to be honest, I have seen very, very little of him, um, uh, which I'm, I'm sure is probably not an uncommon thing for people to be at the moment. Um, <laughs> and he's at least on paper 2.25 million, is like quite a lot of money. Um, but we've seen in the past that um, Sean Dash has seen things that other people have and uh, maybe there's something uh that he thinks he's going to fit into the, the bigger picture and you
2: know be really advantageous for us this season. To pull that feed into a little bit of context, Middles paid 1.3 million for Jutkowicz and um, since moving to PSA he scored 11 league goals in 64 pairs very good record at all. But at Bolton, he did score 7 in 20, which is 3 which isn't that bad, really. Jukovic is a tough so you would assume um, a sort of fill-in for Sam Bolton until he's back from injury, which we don't expect to be until next year. Um, Munch, what about you, Jukovic? You know much about him. What do you make of him potentially coming in? It is a lot of money, isn't it? It is. But I have to admit,
1: double... What um well they originally got for him and um, after Middlesbrough didn't really perform that season maybe he was the one that stood out for him. I haven't I haven't watched or followed Middlesbrough for obvious reasons but um it, it it fit with most of the chances that we've already got as well like I, I thought that Sordell would have um would have uh, filled in that role in of who he is and um as a, as a striker and bringing in another striker in that sort of same role just seems a bit confusing uh, to me especially for so much money as well um, but like you said maybe Daesh is um, maybe Dash has a point with this guy maybe he sees something that we all don't and uh, everybody points out Scott after one guy who nobody, saw, nobody thought had any potential and uh, suddenly he came out and was one of our best players so uh, maybe it's, hopefully it's the same deal
2: well, yeah, you've got a point. No one wants to, to write these new players off, but I, I do think we should at least try and assess, pretty the new signings. Uh, so, Yuck we'll probably leave that one there tonight now, because it's not quite done yet. The Gazette says it could be a matter of hours. Um, on Monday night, this is recording the podcast. So it could be done by the time you're listening to us. If you're listening live, please do join in with your comments as well. Um, our mix platform is up and running. As usual, Paul said Jukovic is quite Volksesque, so he probably fit in quite well uh, but he says transfer does seem a bit steep and if you're listening through Twitter use the hashtag NNMPod uh, We've got a question of the week and new features that we are trialling for the new um, season on the Northern Evernet podcast and our question of the week for this week is which of the five new summer signings so far will be the best and why so that's not including Jukovic because he's not done yet so that's the five um, Michael Keitley Marvin Siddell Matt Gilkes Matt Taylor and Stephen Reed we will go through all five of those as the podcast goes on and we will start with Mike a familiar name of course he was the Turf host all last season um, excellent form towards the end of last season helps us to get over the line uh, the fee is undisclosed as pretty much all transfers are these days but it's been reported at as much as 1.5 million uh, James I'm sure we're waiting Keitley to come in Um probably the only one of the five so far that you'd expect to start most week, would that be a fair thing to say?
3: Um, without seeing any action, yet, I'd, I'd say that's probably about right. You'd expect that, um, you know, he's been picked up, you know, obviously on the back of what he did for his last season, and you think he'd probably pick quite a similar role uh, this time round. Um, whereas I think about the other guys to be any depth. Uh, with, Bit of Premier League experience from some of them, and uh, you know, very I think sort of depth, experience playing You know, particularly people like Reid who's obviously not going to challenge Trippier, but but he's there if we if we need him at some point.
2: Oh, okay, though. a lot. Of people, when it was or thought it was maybe a bit steep. Um, we don't know if that was written into the original loan deal at the minute. Um, do you think that's a reasonable? Price to pay for what's on for us last season, or do you think maybe there could have been other options out like there? Uh,
3: the guy look at his experience, that's probably what you'd expect to pay. I don't think you're going to get people for a lot less. And though I have read, it's not quite as big a fee. There's a it's been sort of around. It could actually be a little bit lower. Might sort of one million pound. I think for you know a player of his potential, his quality. You, you've got to remember, obviously, he came to last season off quite considerable layoffs. Um, I think it's
2: probably a fair first for him. did go Stoke for about £3 million, actually, when he left. Ward. so uh, certainly a player there with a lot of ability. I think he's right when he said that it was towards the end of last season that we really started to see the best of him and hopefully we'll see a lot more of that next season. Um, Munch, were you pleased to see the Kyle deal get done? It, was a little bit later than most of us were expecting, but eventually became our first signing of the football.
1: Um Yes, mostly in the way that I'm glad that um, we didn't we mark, really because um, after after it was announced he came in, then um, a bunch of other out players started getting out for the for the work. I mean, obviously Jokes was the first one that came through, but. Um, with Kitely, uh, due to the fact that we have seen what he, what he can do and the step-up in level, he's no stranger to to that. And um, I'd much rather have a guy like him on board than perhaps see, what, see you and with another with another. Um, so uh, whilst I am pleased to get through, um, it's uh, it's another question of what ifs, really. um but I'm very glad I'm very glad that he uh, had some of his experience as well. Um I wouldn't like somebody of his talent but not not of the uh but has not graced the Premier League yet. He's had a couple of stints of it.
2: Our options uh, wise are a little bit more limited now that Keith Tray... um we're told that he was tied back for at the start of pre-season, but wasn't able to hit the goals that he'd been set for his fitness. So Keith Tracy now officially released and will be allowed to go and find another club elsewhere. You suspect that won't be a Premier League And Julian Stanislav has turned down the chance to stay at Burnley and instead has gone to rejoin, to going up again and wanting Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on that. Um, so that means Kiteley, Scott Offield and Ross Wallace are the wider options at the moment um, James do you think we maybe need another wide player out there I suppose some of the strikers can play out wide maybe Ashley Barnes could fill in out there
3: no, it's, it's a tough one because I think in the past we've almost had maybe two wide men and you know we've been a side particularly we're pretty much a side of wingers. Um so I think maybe more is sort have of actually got our feeling can mainly play a central role um, but can fill in pretty well on the wing because I think when you play offfield so you sort actually really get one winger and one sort of half winger, which I think is what offfield really offers. Um, and I think that sort of off the balance as well. That you get the back where you've got Trippier, who's pretty much a wing back, and on the other side you've got me, who's more sort of an attacking full back. And I think um, maybe a few more sort of people in the offfield role who are very flexible with whether they can play wide or in the middle
2: about what we're looking for, I think it's, also, it's an interesting one for me because when we signed we we were sort of told that he was like an attacking central midfielder, but then we've only really seen him play out wide. He's filled in in the middle a couple of times, but hasn't really played well when he's been asked to play that role, so he sort of see actually a winger but not the sort of winger that only fans maybe traditionally love to see the sort of play real a man and gets to the byline and with the crossover. He's not that sort of winger at all, but when you look at his goals and assists for that, he's very effective. Maybe a more modern sort of winger, I don't know. He's the only one, Scott Arfield, but yeah, he currently joins Arfield and Ross Wallace. But why you probably put into that category. is another in the new signings, Matt Taylor, who's come on a free transfer from West Ham. Versatile player, Matt Taylor. Probably one of the ones that's gone down... Um, better than the others, maybe. Of course, Matt Taylor, plenty of experience and played in various different positions. Um, Much. what do you make of the Taylor signing? Where, where do you think he's going to fit in this in this Burnley side? Uh,
1: generally very happy with the Matt Taylor signing. Um, he, he's a very dice player. That's a lot of people have been making that. He's a very very hard worker, tireless, very team oriented. He's um and I have seen him act a bit on the pitch as well, and he'll fit with the uh, with the team as well. Um, I'm uh, I'm a fan really, and for um, me, I, I haven't been keeping much up to date. So when uh, so when I heard that we actually had signed Matt Taylor, it took me a bit by surprise. But it was a pleasant surprise. At that it was. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I was very uh, I was very happy with Matt Taylor's signing.
2: Certainly brings experience, doesn't he? He's played a lot in the Premier League. I thought Dash will be looking to him to to fill in who haven't played top flight, and what to expect from Yeah,
1: it's three hundred plus appearances um, at top flight. That's uh, when I when I researched it. it was, um, he's played 500 games, more than five hundred games, and more than three. I think about three quarters he's played at top flight. And then he was only championship level when, um, when he didn't play in top flight. So, yeah, uh, the experience is invaluable.
2: A lot of different positions as well. I, I thought Matt Taylor was mainly the sort of left-sided midfield player. Not not really, a one, but sort of maybe a Kitely-style player. Um, we had an article from Sam, who runs West Ham, view West Ham, net and he said uh, just love players like Matt because he's versatile doesn't complain, he'll always do a good job for the team and apparently he's very good in the dressing room and good morale um, Sam told us that he can play left back left wing the back four and even at centre back in case of emergency so Taylor you would suspect will be a sort of utility man for the bench um, James, what are your thoughts on Taylor? He was probably one of the ones that other Premier League clubs would have wanted. Do you think that's fair? That?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who I think is um, it's a really polarised opinion, to be honest. There's been a lot of people, particularly from other clubs, that are still really a Premier League signing, but he's played a lot of games at the top well. And, and I think, you know, like Sam said, how, how good are dressing room? I think he could do a bunch of you know, survival bids. Um, you need the, the type of player who's been in and around that kind of situation obviously he takes that box um, so I think he, he looks like someone who's going to you know, be able to do a job play you know, quite a few roles on the part which I think you work with that sort of budget and you know you are playing now. you do really want people who can do
2: more than just one job in your side I think Taylor might end up being one of these things he'll end up starting maybe about games of the of the thirty eight league games but in lots of different positions. I think he'll end up in the team most weeks, but it'll be a case of where we need him to fill in. Might end up being back up full-back for Ben Mean, he might end up being left winger for Michael Kitely, he might end up being back up central midfield for Jones and Moni. I think he's just gonna be first reserved for four or five different positions and I think he'll end up playing a lot more than some people have expected Matt Taylor. Another in a similar sort of bracket, it's probably fair to say, Stephen Reid, another in the new signings, another free signing. He's come from West Brom and it's sort of a bit of a swap deal that we've done with West Brom with Chris Baird going to the Hawthons. Um Stephen Reid, former Blackburn Rovers player of course, well, another who can play a number of different positions, known mainly now as a as a right back, but has also played a lot of games in Central midfield and on the wing as well. Um, well, Quite Stephen Rebunch. Is he a similar sort of player to Taylor but maybe the other side? Another very experienced pro.
1: Um, with Rebus whilst, whilst he's got talent, he's got a proven player at the level. But I want to call him Matt Taylor Light he's the same sort of utility player who works very hard but i think taylor is much more apt than he is at the moment i'm surprised that if we did buy him or we did take him it would, it would be for a championship club it's um it's per think it's for a debt purchase a lot of people Saying, you know, oh, these players that we bought are going to be in the first team. These players we bought are going to be on the subs bench. Um, I, I'm very, I'm going to be very quick to say that Reed is more, more than likely going to be a primarily depth player to give us an extra shirt on the bench that um, is actually much, much needed, especially and especially he's a utility player. So it was a smart purchase. I'm going to say a smart acquisition, but. I'm not expecting the greatest of things other than him putting in hundred and ten percent, which of course is the only type of player
2: that Daesh wants to play. It is of course another that Daesh has worked with before. Reed and Daesh actually called the long way played together at Millwall a hell of a long time. Daesh clearly likes players that he, he personally that he, with that he can trust. And Stephen Reed um, in in there. Um, James, do you think the timing of the reading suggests that he is about Chris Bear? Uh, Bear apparently got quite a young family, so didn't want to move too far from the south. And um, do you think that? Do you think Reid was sort of a, a sort of consolation prize to not be able to get Chris Bear? a consolation prize, is the right one, But you
3: know, I think he's he's in the same um, he's in the same sort of bucket as as a bad it's a sign you know, someone who's got quite a, a lot of experience and um he can play a couple of roles and he's gonna be great backup to you know some of the young guys the injured or if he's just need a rest. I think if you if you look
2: at some of the pictures that we fielded the last time we were in the Premier League. it's It's got to be a good sign that this season we've got a lot of players like Matt Taylor and Stephen Ray, players who've got a lot of experience, they know how things work in the Premier League, know how to, to manage its game. management. It's one of the, the big buzzwords in football these days and I think Taylor will have a lot of that. So to, for Dash to turn around when he needs an option from the bench and to have Matt Taylor, Players that've been there, done it, they know what it's all about. That, that's gonna make such a big difference from last time, isn't it, James, when we had a mix of kids and really odd little signings on the bench
3: Yeah, I mean when you look at the when you look at the two squads already on paper there's a lot more experience in that current squad at you know a higher level. Um, and it's almost crazy to think that last time we went out with that sort of team and you know, and still putting a real we go. We weren't far from staying up, um, but I think sort of you know Matt Taylor, that kind of player. When it comes down to the death, and you you are really close to you know to getting across the line and staying in the Premier League, and a player that kind of experience um, it's just good for your dressing
2: room. We've had a comment from Paul on Matt Taylor as well. He says we're always now got a best chance on goal of the month as well with Matt Taylor coming in. He is known for his spectacular goals, but. A couple of volleys from a long way out, I think, as well. And set pieces are a Matt Taylor specialty as well. So hopefully, I think corners and free kicks were generally um, under par, I think it's fair to say, last season. So hopefully Matt Taylor on the pitch will improve those because in the Premier League, it's all about squeezing as much as you can out of every player. And if we can get a few goals from set pieces taken by Taylor, I think that'll make a big difference because... Didn't really make the most out of corners and free kicks. I got so sick of seeing players like Kiteley hitting the first mountain corners a dozen times in the game. It's I'll horrible. I hope that's not enough. Again. So, I'll tell yeah, you what, somebody should. share
1: uh, he can post a lot Sorry. and sell Trippier work on his free kicks. Because, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, during, the, uh, and during the end of the season he, he struck some fantastic balls in him, I don't think he he did score against Preston from a free kick but he, um, but he got them all on target I was actually quite impressed with how well he took them
2: I think Trippy is one of these ways. He must be very good at them in training Because it looks like he knows what he's doing But they don't often look as good as they do when he's, when he's lining mm. well, I think the Preston one as well There was a bit of swerve on it But I'm pretty sure the keeper should have kept that one out so, gets the credit for that one, but yeah, not not the, the most unstoppable free kick of all time. Um, if you like joining us today, we are doing the question of the week that we'll run through some of the answers shortly. Uh, question of the week is, which of the five new signings will be the best one um, and why? Those five, of course, are Sordell, Gale, Taylor Reed, and Kiley. Lukas Jukovic, we're informed by the that may be in the next couple of days, so interesting to keep an eye on that one. And um, we'll move on now then to Marvin Saddell, another striker has worked with Dash before, highly rated young guy back in the day, but a move to Bolton Wanderers really didn't work out. They paid three and taken from what turned into a bit of a disaster for Dale, but recovered a little bit of his reputation towards the end of last season. Charleston scoring a few goals, including a hat trick. Sheffield went out to keep the addicts in the championship. So maybe something of higher. Um, James, O'Dell, what do you make of that one? £500,000 there or there or thereabouts. It. It's undisclosed. I don't know what it is. Is he a little bit of a punt, do you think? Um, he could, I think mean, maybe he's a, a lower. Uh, Ryan Noble. Um, might
3: be. It. A fair way of putting it. But, I mean, obviously, Dash has worked with him in the past, so, um, you know, it's I don't think bombs a good team for him to go to, to be honest. And, um, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting, I think, is possibly the easiest way to put it. I think it's going to be very interesting to, to see what he can do. Um, I think he's coming in with expectation, so, I think, over the course of the season, he can only really improve them as far as our fans are concerned. Sort of judging by the way that the signs are in, the stage. Um, you know, he's not. He's coming with a guy leading the line, so um, you know. Obviously, all the all the noises about Danny he say he's definitely staying. We got he sends a new contract or not. So you have got to see that so The guy who's going to come on maybe for like 70, 80 minutes, and you know, 500000 for that in the Premier League, it probably is about the right fee. You know, if he can bag you
2: know, four or five goals from the subs bench, he's probably, uh, you know, paid for himself. He's certainly got paces, so maybe someone to come on when the game's a bit sh- towards the end. I do think it's but I think I've compared him to Ryan Noble myself before, and it's maybe a little bit unfair because he has had a lot of at one point. It's just his career's taken a lot of but- that, uh, um, so Del, of course, was preferred to Jay Rodríguez for the Great Britain Olympics team two years ago. So that's how highly rated he won out that long ago. It's just a move that really didn't work. Uh, sent a tweet today just before setting off with the squad for Austria for the pre-season. Um, so it did make me laugh quite a bit. He tweeted, off to Austria today for a week of running training and theme building. Can't wait. Used a couple of emojis and then used the Hashtag teamwork makes the dream work, which is my favourite tweet of the season so far. And all the seasons have not actually started yet, but very happy with that one. So five hundred thousand pounds is worth certainly uh, worth keeping an eye on him on Twitter. His username is just his name, so well worth a follow. I would uh, say, Munch. What do you make of Marvin Sadel? I
1: like it. Uh, it's a very polarising, uh, very polarising transfer. It's a, a lot of people are saying, Oh, there's no chance he's gonna be any good, he's gonna be another noble, he's he's gonna we're gonna loan him out pretty much first week of the season and then never hear from him again. But he has the potential and the way that Diane has worked with the team and also worked with Sordell before, that provides a lot of uh, that provides a lot of foundation for him to rebuild what he what he used to be and get better. And he definitely has a positive attitude, because he obviously wants to make the dream work with his team work. Um so he's uh so I'm gonna look out for him. He's he, especially for the price that we got him at if he ends up becoming a very good player, then it's an absolute steal. Um and he I think he said himself that when he went to Bolton, um he didn't get many other chances because they were desperately trying to um find something that worked and one of the things they thought would work was the attacking front line and Sodell just didn't fit into it and he accepted that, he took it on the chin Um, it never really worked out for him and they loaned it out to Charlton he had a hat-trick had a few good games from what I've heard Um, and he's um, and I'm looking forward to him, whether he's a Premier League Premier League player I should say easy to be seen but I'm sure that uh, if we put our trust in Dyche and hope that uh, it brings out the best in him, then I think we've got an absolute steal on our hands. But, uh, of course, only time can tell.
2: With A lot of the new signings that have come in have been freeze. I suppose Marvin Sadell does at least represent some There is some resale value there. If, if he turns out to be the, the Sadell of two years ago or rather the one that we've seen the last couple of seasons so it's an interesting one for me I think if if this Yutkin does go through you would assume that Marvin Sardell will end up being a big choice assuming well. so we're not going to get a
0: picture
2: but yeah you never know it might work out I think we've got a lot of fans of other the clubs signing players like Marvin Sardell who's, who's not really done much in the last couple of years but you never know and like a lot of people said, people wondered what was going on when we it off Arfield. I say that one well. Well, I'm not a fan of the "in Dash, we trust" phrase it itself. I think you do have to give him a little bit of leeway. Just wait and see how these signings work out. I suppose. Um, question I'm of the day. Gonna, on the, sorry. Go
1: on. Sorry, I was going to say I'm, I'm going I'm to put this out there. Last season, I said Arfield would be one of our better players, and everybody laughed at me. <laughs> and I always like to bring it over um, saying that, yes, I believed in our field when nobody else did. I'm going to put it out there, and O'Dell. He's going to be the one to watch.
2: Well, was a pound on the golden boot in that case. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll see how work, <laughs> that will work. That could be a, a 40 goals predicting from Andy DeVal over again. We'll see how that works. Joining uh, <laughs> out on our chat that, of course, our field was good. He looks like me. He does look quite like James Bird. It's uncanny, actually. Plus you've never seen them in the same room at the same time. They could actually be the same person. <laughs> um, on today well, to week brand new feature. Yeah, I think James could probably do the Scottish accent, but yeah. Not right. I one actual thing about Marvin I was website he's got his own charity. Can't actually find out what it's about, but it's quite interesting that such a young footballer has done that already. So it does need quite a lot of work also worth keeping an eye on that One as well. A point of the week then on today's NetPass is um, which of the five new signings is going to turn out to be the best one and why? Adam, you've been looking at some of the tweets that we've got in to this question earlier. Can we go through some of those answers? Uh, yeah, we can. Uh, let me just find them again. Uh, uh, Johnny Danger said it'd, it'd have to be Matt Taylor. He's the only one I can see getting game time regularly. And his his versatility will be key for us. Uh, known as uh, Kevin Robinson, said Matt Taylor too. Um, I imagine he'll play a role similar to Bear did last season. Premier League uh, we missed last time. Um, Claret Mad UK said um, Sordell Dyche knows how to uh, how to get the best from him. Hung, uh, young, hungry, and a point to prove. Look good at Watford. Um, and Paul David Holt says Matt Taylor again. Um, versatile, good engine, great experience, good attitude, sweet left foot, scores worldies. So that's some of them. A lot of love for Matt Taylor there. I thought he was going to be one of these people who his opinion a little bit but a lot of people seem to be big fans of the lad. I think those those spectacular goals have maybe caught people's eyes. I remember seeing him on Match of the Day montages a few years ago. it would be interesting to see if he can smash any of those in for us. Um, last one then from the five confirmed signs so far. Uh, goalkeeper we expect to be number two for so Tom Heathen this season um, former Blackpool player Matt Gilks um, we had an article on the site from Blackpool fan Chris saying that he's going to be a solid player um, steady and unspectacular he said which isn't really one to get the blood pumping but I suppose you do need those sorts of players around don't you um, James Matt Gilks not really one to get excited about is he but probably a better cover goalkeeper than we had last time when we were in the Premier League when it was Diego Penny.
3: i well, be honest, it's probably better than the first team goalkeeper we had last time in the Premier League. So, uh, <laughs> I'll it, it, it's, it's b- set you up for that one. B- <laughs> have that one for free. <laughs> it's not a bad guy to have on the bench, I think. You know, if you look at last time, um, I think some of the goalkeeping was at the end of the day quite a big reason, uh, you know, a big part of why we were down Um, you know if you look at sort of Wigan at home in particular uh, it was a little bit embarrassing I'd say Um, but obviously credit where it's due he he did make some big saves including obviously the the penalty against United at home Um, but you know if you don't have a good goalkeeper you're not going to stay up and uh, I think you know obviously uh, we know Tom Heaton's fantastic Um, and then Matt Gilkes, I think, is a very able backup, because uh, you never know what's going to happen over the course of a season. You know, an injury or a suspension like he had last year, and you're going to need someone to step in and, uh, and do a good job.
2: Even a loss of form, I mean, like you say, Heaton has been fantastic for us so far, but the Premier League's a whole different test, and if Heaton has a slightly dodgy period, if he loses form, if his confidence. Maybe you'd want to change it, and having someone who's who's got plenty of experience is going to be important. And obviously, Alex Chiswick's quite a young player. He maybe didn't want to go into a Premier League season with him as well So, having someone who's been there and done it. He's got Premier League experience. He's been a number one for a long time. I think it, it's a no-brainer, really. And um, one little thing come out about Mike was when he left Blackpool, they apparently offered him a new contract by text message, which is one of the strangest things that's come out over this. it's been an in terms of the tracks already, but that's one of the mm-hmm. weirdest ones. But Leeds, I think are going to be competing for the comedy club title this so worth looking out to see what they get up to. Um 12, so exactly check on I'm the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I just can can you imagine being Matt Guilds to be like where am I? We played next season. A text message, and it's from the chairman saying even a to sign a new contract. It's like, no, I've got agents and stuff. Let's have a meeting. It's not, not the way you do things. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah,
3: can just make me like, hey, Um
2: what
3: you want it? Another year? How about it? Bit of embarrassing way to run your club, really.
2: It just doesn't make any sense. It's no wonder that. <laughs> when given the chance to come and sit on our bench for a couple of years, he was like, yeah, all right, that was, that was like a good plan. <laughs> what about you then, Munch? What are you making of Matt Gilks as a signing as backup goalkeeper?
1: Um, if anybody watched Blackpool in the Premier League, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, of course, that was four years ago. Um, one of the things I'm going to say is that he's a very, very, very good so. That's what you're going to hear quite a lot. He's not going to. He's not going to um, be uh, be fireworks in between the sticks. Heaton's going to keep the number one shirt regardless, unless he gets uh, horrifically injured. Touch wood. Uh, he's, um, but he's on a very intelligent side as well. There's a, unlike uh, Chizak, who whilst he's a, from what I've seen, he's a good goalkeeper, but obviously isn't going to be. Chasing the number one spot anytime soon. Jilks uh, most likely will be. He will be at least uh, trying to uh, get some games on, and that's going to drive Heaton. It's going to be them to trying to one up each other, and only going to benefit. It's only going um, to benefit the goalkeepers. It's not going to the uh, the club's the club could get by of Heaton, but with Jilks, at least Heaton's got some competition. Um, so. And he's all. I've heard every single. I've not heard a bad thing about jokes, like from Blackpool fans, from neutrals. I've heard a bad thing about jokes. So I was. So if I was going to ask that we got a goalkeeper, um, I'm very
2: satisfied with jokes. He's got three caps for Scotland, Matt Gilkes, so he, he must be a good player. That's. A stone cold way to, to look at that finally. So that's the that's the five new lads, and we've we've gone through it on Lukas Jutkovic as well. Just about getting used to saying his name. Pretty sure that's how it goes. Um, we do want to mention those players who left the club at the end of the season. And um, there are a few who contracts um, were not renewed. There was Nick Liversidge, the goalkeeper that we now. So, David Edgar, the utility player who was in and out of the side a little bit, played various different positions. Chris Baird, who was sort of our player, but not really. Uh, Brian Stock, who James was devastated about. Jeannie Stanislaus, who I will be devastated about. Keith Tracy, who we will all be devastated about. Um, James, I suppose there's there's no need to ask you who you're going to miss the most of those. Every day, Brian Stock,
3: obviously. Um... Uh oh second probably Keith. Um I think as far as Keith goes, everyone was a cut cool hero. And uh and I think it's it's disappointing for all of us that he just couldn't quite turn it around and you know, give us at least one really special performance to remember him by. Um, he certainly you know, had
2: his chances, top. didn't he, Tracy he? he did. He did. And I think I, he, I think was it, I think it was he was far
3: away, but But at the end of the day, I think, you know, when he's he's been clearly given back him to pre-season in great shape, he's, you know, maybe lacked having uh, that sort of motivation when <laughs> no one's there telling him what to do. Um, but uh, as far as it goes, it's you know, a great path to the ball. And actually, I think he probably would have been more of a Premier League player than a, than a Championship player. But... People move
2: on. For, for juniors, I'm sure you're gonna. was all in a minute. It was an interesting decision to offer him this trial, to give him the incentive to look after himself over the summer. And yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens. To Tracy next. I suspect he might end up rocking up for a League One club and throwing some world-beating cameos on the floor. And everyone will wonder why we didn't actually keep him. But it'll be just the highlights, and it'll be similar unfit unwilling self most of the time. Um, just on Stanislav as well, we got a really lovely email from his agent, actually, after he'd moved to Bournemouth, was confirmed. Um, his agent emailed us and said, so everyone at None and thank you for the support and all over the last three years. I've enjoyed my time with Burnley, but it's time to move on to ensure regular football. And he had a little note from as well, and I'm going to choke up a little bit reading this out in the past. It's very emotional. He says, Jamie, I will hopefully... Well, and I will never forget you either, mate. With four exclamation marks, which is is has made four years of hard work like all the worthwhile. I I think we should move on for that because I I'm going to cry a bit on the podcast, and that will be embarrassing for everyone. Just one last topic <laughs> to go through then before we do close the podcast for a week. Um, Danny is, sort of remains unresolved, but we're having by the club that. The club intends to hold on to him, and will probably see out his contract, even if he does not sign. And new... um, James, what's your take on the whole situation? It sounds like no matter who comes in for him, offering no matter what sort of fees, he is going to be playing for us against Chelsea on the opening weekend. And I suppose that has got to be good news, hasn't it? Right,
3: it makes uh, awesome just to say um,
2: before James starts.
1: I just want to say it's not opening weekend; it's on a Monday now. If you've seen the uh, TV Monday, schedule, Monday it's night counts. Uh, 8, eight pm on a Monday.
2: Monday night certainly counts as the weekend.
1: <laughs> so we definitely
2: counts as the weekend for me <laughs> because now I'm going to have to have a long weekend to be there. So, um, since
3: I'll be off work till a Tuesday, definitely my weekend. Um, I think it's the right football decision. You know, um, Danny Ings is the kind of player that. Uh, you know, when we paid uh, one and a half million, whatever it was for him, uh his goals have effectively got us into the Premier League. His goals could potentially keep us up uh, and the tribunal was not going to in a million years give us less than one and a half million. so I think whatever happens we profiting both footballing and uh, on the money side, so I think keeping him at the end of his contract is the you know the right move and um, some people say, well, why, why do you want to do that? You know, he's not going to earn as much money. Um, but obviously it leaves his options completely open next summer, which for him maybe is, a, is more important to him than a little bit extra. Now. It's, it's a whole situation. I mean,
2: from my point of view, I think it's exciting. Everyone, if he signs a one-year extension, because it's or three years since he signed for the club, and he was a highly rated teenager then, so he's probably not among the biggest earners at Turf Moor. So you'd think a new contract would make him a bigger earner. It's give him all sorts of financial rewards, and instead, it looks like he's going to play on for a year at whatever money he's earning at normal which sounds a little bit odd. But I suppose his options would be wider next summer, wouldn't they, if he was on a free transfer? Um, mentioned the tribunal there is one little precedent sort of in um, Junior Hoyler who actually got went for £5 million at the end of his contract um, through the tribunal so, so there is possibility that we would get a reasonable fee but you would expect it to be somewhere below his market value which maybe be even say 7 8 million if we were to sell him this summer so maybe if his goals keep us up then it's all irrelevant and he'll have proven a good business and a good footballer. Um, what's your take on Danny Ings' situation?
1: Um, it's business, really. It's um, he, uh, uh, there's, there's several reports, uh, more reports than there have been him leaving, saying, oh, um, he's signing a contract, oh, he's really signing a contract. Is, so it's all fairly positive for us in that he's uh, most likely going to stay. Whether or not he's going to leave, that's not going to be decided till the end of the season. It's fairly, fairly ninety-eight percent he's going to for the entire season. But um, if we, um, but if we do get a contract for him, I, I think I'm going to be quite surprised if we actually sign if he actually signs a new contract with us, um, especially if, um, especially if it comes before the start of the season end of the season, obviously, but, um, so, uh, that's just my, that's just my opinion. I think that if he does sign a new contract, good, obviously, very good. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. It's, um, it's entirely business orientated. I think if he does end up signing a contract, even, and if during mid season, don't really, uh, we don't really seem like might be able to pull off, a pull off survival. Yeah, a pure business moving that we're going to get a, quite a large transfer of kitty from him, which is what we, which is what we very much would like from him.
2: I think it, you've got a football decision as well because if we've got Danny Ings playing for Burnley for another season, then that's obviously what the fans want. It's what Sean Dyche wants. It's what everyone to do with Burnley football club wants. So it's certainly something we'll see on the pitch as well. But in contrast, you would say that if we're only going to get seven or eight million frames this summer, Watford apparently want 10 million for Troy Deeney, so whether we'd be able to afford a replacement for him or not might have been a, another question. And one other thing on the tribunal, um, back in 2010, when Daniel Sturridge um, went to, to Chelsea from Manchester City before he, he then turned up at Liverpool, he his fee was initially £3.5 five million rising to £6.5 so again there's a little bit of precedent for players of big potential moving for quite sizable fees when these tribunals do have to it wouldn't necessarily be the case that we'd get peanuts for Danny Ings next summer although apparently if he went abroad we wouldn't be entitled to anything so he could sign for Barcelona next summer and we'd get nothing for him for example Um the Ings one, it looks like it's going to be one of these that might drag on a little bit. Apparently there's going to be a story in the local press in the next couple of days that will clear some quotes from people at the club. We still haven't seen that, so people are still speculating a little bit. It's all we can do until we've got something firmer. Um, but all the signs do seem that Ings will be a Burnley player for the next season and then we will leave next summer. So something to look forward to, and I suppose that affects the rest of the, the shopping for for the summer transfer window. Just finally then before we've got a little bit of time before we round off um, other signs that might potentially come in. We've mentioned Jutkovic um, Craig Bryson, one that we maybe missed out on. Craig Dawson as well one that's been in the papers um, one other, Danny Graham um, what do you make of those three to, to start with and is there anyone else out there that you suspect we might be going after?
3: I think Bryce through really a disappointing one. Obviously, it sounds like we were pretty sure we'd we'd done a deal there, and you know for whatever reason he's, he's then turned around and signed a five-year deal with Dog, which to me sounds you know, quite like a lack of ambition really, because no guarantee that that Dog will get up next season even though they came out this year. Um, Though so I think Derby fans have got a little bit more of a bullish opinion about that on uh, where we're gonna be next season and where they'll be. But uh I think that's a disappointing one. It looks like that was someone that, that Dash really wanted to, to get at the club. Um you know, these things happen, we've we've seen it in the past where players, you know, look like they're pretty sure that certain to come to the club and then don't. And uh I think we've always, you know, moved on and done just as well, uh, with other options. Um I mean, as far as people, it looks like we, we want to get. Obviously, Troy Dean is the obvious one. And, uh, it, you know, with the way the market is at the moment, it, it looks like that the money could start to get a little bit silly for someone who, while well, he has had a couple of good 20, 20 goal seasons in the Championship, he's a bit of a checkered past. And obviously, he's an unknown in the Premier League. So, do you want to be forking out sort of double figure million-pound sums for, for someone? With
2: that kind of record. Ross McCormack, I suppose, has, has maybe blown the transfer market out of the window with going to fall on for what's reported to be as much as eleven million, although you suspect quite a lot that is in Adams. If a player like Ross McCormack's going for eleven million pounds, Watford quite rightly will want about ten million for Dean. You suspect that's what we'd be asking for Danny Ings if he was to move this summer. So yeah, the transfer fees are starting to get a bit silly. One last thing. In mind on the old transfer front is that the TV money is massively improved on the last time we we're in the Premier League, so it's natural for all these numbers, which are all just ridiculous, really, as soon as you stop thinking of them. But the numbers are going to be scarily big, and Burnley is going to have to use that, I think. Um, Munch, what about you then? What's your take on the situation and, and Troy Dini?
1: Uh, considering the fact that, uh, Gengar uh, uh, I don't think he needs much of a, much of a, um, even if we do end up for some reason getting him, I don't think he's that much of a player for us, to be honest. He's, uh, whilst he's very talented, it's more likely, um, going to be a bit, plus to requirements for the fact that we do have Sordell, who might, uh, rising up, we might have, uh, Jukovic. Who will want to be rising up unless, for some reason, there's a deal behind the scenes things are going? But of course, we're going to need all these players to bring in to see who who can fill in the huge shoes, um, and also the injury, injury to vote as well. Um, and of course, Vogt is coming back, so he's he's not going. He's just injured. So also, um, Paul Holt on the on the. Mix of thing he he says that we need one um we need a center back i wholeheartedly agree and there haven't been many rumors really in terms of i mean not even boggery was saying that we're going um we're going after a defense and striker with, uh, with, um, well, with with um what with knee with jokovic with sordell with um with everything um so uh, uh I mean all the defenders that we have got are either classed as strictly utility players or or quite experienced players that might not um that might be with us much longer due to their ability if we do for some reason end up stabling ourselves at the Premier League club. Um I mean there have been some very wild rumors saying that we might be after Wigan's um Wiggins Spaniard, even Ramis. That's uh, that's just something that I've heard through the grapevine again, just through the grapevine, the wildest grapevine you can find. Um,
0: you so, heard
1: it um I'll be keeping, I'll be keeping, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, apparently, it's um, apparently it's a uh, where we have a shopping list. <laughs> we have we, for some reason it's the transfer. It's my shopping list that might as well include Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. Uh, new guy that's coming up from Columbia. Well, yeah, um, also a name that I've seen come up a bit and I was wondering if I get your opinion on it. Um, I've heard this from, from newspapers as well. Callum McManaman. Have you heard about this, I
2: think interesting. I think he's one that's been mentioned sporadically threatening McManaman. Um, he's still more north of the FA Cup he, whereas Man and the Map when Wigan surprisingly beat Man City yeah it'd be an interesting one I, I do think we still need a bit of pace out wide so it would fill in um, quite nicely there um, yeah Man maybe an interesting shout uh, on the point you were making about defenders there Chris is, is, was mentioned towards the start of the summer it has gone a lot quiet on him but no indication that we've given up getting him it might just be a case of West Brom sorting out his replacement before getting Am um, you assume would be dead now that Yorkovich looks like he's on the way? Deeney seems like, according to one of the local newspapers, Deeney and Yorkovich are both targets, so maybe we want both of us. Um, lots, of course, still to still to go through. I suppose in in the last month There's still months of the start of the thing, so I'm not to panic about um, not being done just yet. Both but there's a strong line today, their appointment, manum saying three-year deal. Could be signed by him. Um, I suppose we'll recap in a couple of weeks on the next non Evernet podcast. But yeah, at the minute, it's just those five that have come in, which looks like it's going to be, and we can't really tell you about anything else. One last thing before we go round for tonight's podcast. Thanks to everyone who's listened. A little bit of news from our sponsor, Neville G., who has got a competition. To- um, a pair of tickets for the Neville G 182 lounge for a Premier League game next season. They'll a new app which will help people to people who are looking for jobs that will match them with their skills, vacancies both phone and Android and um you for that and you will get um an entry into this competition as well, which is well worth entering. Thanks as always, to Neville G for life support in helping us fight. But that's all we've got time for. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Um, Thanks to James and Munch for joining me on the podcast. We'll probably be back in a couple weeks time, And that's the time for tonight, so good night.
0: You've been listening to the No Name Never podcast. For more, visit nonanever.net. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at nonanevernet.